Hey, everybody. Ed Carball here at the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Uh, as always with Math- Matthew Hawkins, uh, coming to you on July 13th after UFC 264. As always, this podcast is brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out AllAccessMMA.com for all your mixed martial arts news. This week, uh, on top of looking back at the past weekend's fights, we're talking to an old friend of mine from the from the uh, jiu-jitsu, Northeast Jiu-Jitsu uh, circuit or whatever you want to call it, David Kelly, who's got some really, really awesome soap that he's making and slinging on the internet that I, I absolutely love. David, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm pumped to, to be here. Awesome, nice to meet you, David. So, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe catch us up on uh, how you know my uh, wild co-host over here from Jersey? Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you how I met Ed over here. So, uh, man, so I was in a, a hard, I was like in a metal band, like a touring hardcore metal band for for a long time after I graduated from college and. Mm. around 2008 we disbanded so i was so used to just touring around the road playing in different states all over the country and uh something was sort of missing um i needed something to get into and i was driving down in new jersey uh route 18 and saw just a white sign and all it did was say jujitsu and i was like oh i've seen this on ufc so i pulled <laughs> over it was like 2 30 and the owner of the gym, Brian Katz, was standing outside and was like, hey, come back at 5.30. So I came back at 5.30, and then I've been training since 2008, like, until now, so I'm a, a black on. And when did you start there? I didn't you- start there. I didn't start there. I started in uh, – at a, so if you remember back then, there was a, there was still, like, an RG or Hoyler Gracie David Adiv thing. We were all under yeah. that branch. Yeah. So Brian was a purple belt under him, and so was my original instructor, Chris Bro. And his school, I, I might have told you this story already, Matt, but his school, which was, I mean, it was in all, it was south of me, um, about 20 minutes south of where I work in, in, in central New Jersey here in Edison. And um, I was with him for about a year. Uh, so that's 0506. So I was with him. No, no, I'm sorry, 06. I was with him. I think it was those. Because Joe Fioris has a picture from all of us back then. Not you. Um, it's uh, Brian. I'm a white belt, and Brian's a blue belt in the picture. But uh, but uh, it's so it's, yeah. It's been a while. But um, so so my original instructor he moved further south to Marlboro, and um, I mean Dave can let can you know speak to the traffic in Jersey at rush hour time if you're trying to go south around five, when you get out of work. It's it's uh it's a pain in the ass. So the week that he moved, I remember it was Halloween 2007. Uh, <laughs> he moved to you know opened up at at, at the place in in, in um in uh Marlboro, and I got out of work when I got but it's I was sat in traffic so long that by the time I got there everybody went home. That was a Monday. The following Tuesday, November first, is when I was in North Brunswick at Bryan School. To be like, I can't, you know, I need to train. I, I was already, you know, the bug already bit me. I was still, I had already done, you know, striking arts for so long, but I was already bitten by the jiu-jitsu bug. I, I knew I didn't want to stop. So the following Tuesday, I was, I went to Brian's school and, and that Wednesday night I was training with him. And so that's, that's been yeah. ever since. 
because Brian was a brown belt when I started there. No, that can't yeah. be right. No, he because was, you were worried. He was one belt higher than Ricardo Romero. So Ricardo Romero from the, who fought in the year. Yeah, yeah. A few fights. He was a purple belt. And yeah, I we're all Brian old, so I probably don't remember. What? <laughs> I said we're all old now, so I probably uh, I can't. I I'm Ryan probably misremembering. Above him, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah. I mean, uh, that's so. So that's how me and Dave know each other, uh, Matt. And uh, well, funny thing about Dave, the thing I remember about Dave outside. I mean, he was always super athletic. Um, if I remember, didn't you used to like run to practice and then train and then run home? Yeah. So I like <laughs> signed up for a tournament. <laughs> like a few months into it that naga worlds um and i was like man i don't need i'm not in shape i need to do something so i just would like run and run and run and and yeah i would run like three miles before to get there and then three miles back after it was it was crazy man i could never do that right now <laughs> i know it, it's funny because i mean the, we're bringing you on to talk about this product that you made and um, what's what's funny about it is, uh, you know, we, we look at our ourselves back then and, and what we were more capable of as far as like what we can tolerate. And yeah. the last time when you were up here, uh, uh, not that long ago, and we were rolling after we rolled together or before we rolled, we were just like, yeah, just take it easy. I got I got this is messed up on me and I got a bad knee and this is. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tore my MCL and medial hamstring training. And so I'm like, oh, I need a take it easy on it <laughs> okay so so from what i got here so you went from a traveling metal band <laughs> yeah, uh to, tra- yeah. to training jujitsu with ed how do we get from there to making soap now let, let's work on that let's work on that transition <laughs> yeah all right so, so, so pretty cool transition all right so i, I currently live in virginia uh i, I teach at a school and right when covid hit all the all the classrooms, everything's all the school shut down. So the, the kids went this virtual learning that March to June, and um, I didn't know what to do with my kids. And I teach I teach physics and chemistry, and so I decided to start making soap with them to teach them what soap does to viruses, to germs. Why you have to wash your hands for X amount of time, etc. So we did this fundraiser. I had I had. Uh, 23 students of mine so i have 150 so 23 of them their parents lost their jobs so i was like let's make so use our chemistry skills and let's raise money and we raised in two weeks like over sixteen thousand dollars um it's wow me to shut it down because we raised we were raising so much money and we were all all over the news so that got me thinking into man why don't i i liked making it why don't i make so with like for for grapplers and and athletes um currently i don't really know of a a couple of companies that do it um so i started making just my own and and i started getting some sense and i was like oh this is sort of good i wonder how it would be i I loved marketing with the with the band i was in and so i was like oh this is sort of reminding me of back in the day when we had the put out CDs or, or t-shirts and stuff like that. So I, that's how it transitioned to soap with, with that, that jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me bring up the, uh, so this is the soap that he put out and um, just be, before, I mean, uh, like I actually, Dave had already been putting it out on, on we're, we're friends on Facebook and he had already been putting out stuff about it. And I, 
I, we talked about it briefly before we rolled the last time you were up here. And then um, when you put out this limited uh, run of the Ecto Cooler, which is uh, so the company's the recovery blueprint, and this, this particular soap is called the Ecto Cooler, right? Yeah, correct. So um, I ordered it just because, I mean, if anybody that I, I mean, Brian knows any, I mean, we've had, uh, uh, I already forgot <laughs> the other Dave that, that trained with us way back then that, that you fought some MMA matches. He wrote a book and we've had him on this podcast. So, you know, anyone that I've trained with, you know, anyone that from my martial arts journey that's trying to do something unique or new, I always try to, you know, if I, I you know, we have, me and Matt have this platform to help. So we, uh, you know, I always try to bring somebody on. So I bought it to help, you know, just because I always like to support and the stuff works really well. Like, I don't know if it's a placebo effect or what, but like uh, <laughs> bad, bad knee, bad pack, uh, uh, you know, I, I got some. Uh, I, if you remember back around the time when you were around, was when I tore my groin. Yeah. Um, uh, so, like, the stuff works. Like, I've, I've, I, I, when I train, my hardest training is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I, I should use. I use this soap just to show that I got it. I use I use the soap, and um, I actually like it helps. <laughs> I have yeah, to say that it helps. Fine. I got a few reviews. Like people telling me, like I had, you know, like I had these cuts or bruises and all these different things. I'm like, oh man, it's crazy that it it actually sort of is working. Like the essential oil blends that that go into the products are actually uh, actually working, which is pretty cool. Well, that's kind of what I was going to ask. So, without giving away obviously your secret or the blend that you've got going here, what what is different uh, with your soap as opposed to uh, just a store bought? Uh, you know, Irish Spring. You know what? What? What is it that your soap uh, has in it, or, or what is? You know, I, obviously you're saying it helps with cuts and recovery, but what is it about the soap that makes it special? I, I've been like researching a lot of like what the different essential oils do and how they interact with each other. It's sort of like that Gracie diet. I don't know if you ever remember that back in the yeah. day, and they talked about like you blend this food with this thing, and that's when your body takes it in the most. I've sort of been trying to figure that out in a way of like what essential oils would go together and actually like cooperate in a way together. Um, so I've been adding, I guess in that ecto cooler more has like, like peppermint tea tree oil uh, mm-hmm. type of blends to it. I also put a ground walnut shell into it for like an exfoliate to try to, you know, get some of that dead skin and stuff away too. So I, I think that might be helping too. Like I was spraying, spraying it really have to exfoliate them. They don't really add essential oils for antifungal or some have the antibacterial, but not all of them do. So, mm. Interesting. yeah, I mean, I definitely, like I said, I, I love it. And uh, the thing I like most about it is it, it, the bar of soap. It's it's bar soap. It's still as thick as the day that I, you know, that I unwrapped it and started using it. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's definitely going to last you a while. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Because I have all- these different ones I want to try and use before I like decide on. I'm like, man, it lasts too long, and it, I'm not like too long. I'm like, I didn't think it would last as long as as it does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. I love it. Did you say? Did you getting back to earlier? Did you say that that you got kind of shut down from making it with the school kids? Was it just was it becoming too lucrative and too much money going hand to hand being a teacher? So the goal was to. Uh, we were trying to get like 500, 800 
dollars for each parent and we and we reached like close to the goal and this tv company called scripts they own like the rights to fox and a couple other stations 60 major cities over the u.s so it was like denver salt lake city miami new york all these different cities across the nation we did this this uh sort of what we're doing now we recorded it and then they were going to air it and when the school found out they were going to air it they were like, no, what if someone donates $30,000? What are you going to do with it? I was like, we'll just donate it to a, a charity. But they said, no, I don't know hmm. if there's stuff in the district that they, hmm. I don't really know the policy, but they're like, no, you, you can have them air it, which they did. Because I had friends in different cities that actually saw it, but we couldn't put our link and I had to turn the GoFundMe off. Oh, wow. Which was sort of a pain because the kids were pretty excited to see how much money they'd be able to raise. Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot of politics when you start having state-run school. I, I, yeah, so I, I get that. I think we all get that. But um, interesting. So, uh, how have the sales been going? I, I, is, is is are you able to? How much? I mean, are you producing this all yourself? Is this all handmade by you, or do you have yeah. other people helping you? No, not really. So, it, <laughs> so it's it's pretty new. Mm-hmm. I just sort of started it and. Uh, yeah, I'm making it myself, and it, and I sort of got like a little back ordered. Like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. And I was going out of town for for a few weeks, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much. I don't I don't even have enough to make as much. So I like got into it. Uh, but yeah, it's going pretty well. We made a, I've made a lot so far. Um, I've been start. I haven't really done too much advertising recently. Just said I've been away and didn't really want people placing orders, and not being able to fulfill. <laughs> But now I'm back in Virginia, so I'm gonna start uh, start going back to, to advertising and start making more. I have the other soaps that I've I've had. A, I need to send you some out of like the other ones that I made that are ready to go. I got like the stickers and the cases and stuff made. I just haven't really, mm. I haven't even advertised the other ones that I have. But yeah, yeah, yeah are the other? It's all it's all new. But, are are the other ones uh, gonna uh, like like this one's good obviously for for all the ailments that grapplers deal with and stuff like that. Are the other ones gonna like have other benefits or are they just gonna like you know smell yeah. nicer? This one that I have a, um, I'm really excited about. Um, I'm actually teaming up with uh, the Firefighters Foundation. Uh, I'm calling it Fireman's Care, which is like wrestling take down mm-hmm. And I have this. So I actually have. Uh, mild case of psoriasis, which is like a like skin, um, like when your your cells, your skin just keep developing. Yeah, um, which is almost like an open source. So I'm more vulnerable to like staph infection and stuff like that. So I've had psoriasis for a while now, and so th- actually that's probably one of the reasons why this soap is so important to me. But the fireman's one is an anti-inflammatory soap. So for those that have like a, a skin condition or muscle soreness, that there's this oil, like neem oil, that I've been researching a lot that I've added to it. That's supposed to be for inflammation. So I'm sort of like test running that right now and seeing how it works uh, with, with, nice. my, with myself. So yeah, the different ones, yeah, they all have some type of benefit that all, that relates to some type of athletic and be grappling, MMA, you know, that MMA type of sport area. Yeah, I um, you're definitely gonna be making some money off of me then, <laughs> because uh, 
because I mean, all that's all stuff. I mean, you mentioned this. Story. I actually have eczema uh, myself. Yeah. So I, same. I, I, yeah, same thing. Yeah. So, and um, care. It's pretty cool. It's a uh, like white and, and red. And one of my really close buddies that I do jujitsu here is a firefighter. So we're gonna do ten percent of the sales Let's go to his uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. To the firefighters foundation, he's setting that up, um, and the sticker has him actually doing. A, it's like a, a drawing, sort of similar to to, to the epical or that's him sort yeah. of carrying someone in a fireman's carry, but as in a fireman suit. So it's it's pretty cool, pretty exciting. Yeah, and he's putting yeah, it on too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, we were talking just before we went. Uh, we started recording. I mean. Obviously, we got to talk about some martial arts and fight stuff. I mean, outside of our own training, um, we, we UFC, this is uh, you know it's the Tuesday after UFC 264. Um, you said you had tuned in to watch some of the fights. So, what did you get to watch? Yeah, I was really excited to see um, Ryan Hall, and Ryan Hall has a jiu-jitsu academy uh, right where right where I live. I don't, I don't train there. I train at an Altos affiliate under a guy named Tony Passos. Um, but I was interested in Ryan Hall and I watch his MMA fights and I think his grapplings, I mean, it, for what it is, it's phenomenal with his leg yeah. and stuff. Uh, so I watched, I watched the prelims. Uh, I didn't pay for the actual main card, but I did watch the, the recaps of, uh, Connor, mm-hmm. uh, McGregor's fight, which, which, which is pretty crazy. I'd like to hear y'all's take on that, but Ryan Hall, <laughs> I, we were briefly talking about that before. He just kept going for that ankle. Was like, he wanted that heel hook so bad. And I don't get why. A matter of time, like, this guy's going to catch him with something. He's got to hit him, you know, because he just yeah. leaned him with the shoulder. Like, it was very obvious what he was doing. It was just so repetitive, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with that with that style, and, and you guys are the, are the jiu-jitsu experts. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the fan here, but. um. It, 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 I said it to Ed because Ed, I believe, placed a, a small bet on on Hall to win by submission because yeah. he had uh, he had it, the odds were pretty actually pretty high. We and I, I told Ed last week I don't remember if it was on air or not, but basically with with Ryan Hall, it's either going to be a submission or he's going to get knocked out brutally on the ground. You can't you don't play that game in jiu-jitsu, You can do that all day long because yeah. somebody can't you know come down and, and crush your skull but in this you you only get so many chances so it, it it almost was frustrating to see him keep going for it to the to the finish because it's like well maybe let's get up and try something else you know i mean yeah. and, and the guy's fighting undefeated uh topuria i don't know exactly to say his first name to be honest with you is it elia elia yeah. um you know, he, he moves to 11 and 0, so obviously he's legit. But, uh, you know, Hall's been a guy that a bunch of guys have been afraid to fight. I wonder if this is going to kind of open the door again or, you know, if he's just one more submission away from kind of becoming that that feared, you know, dangerous fight at uh, at the weight class. Yeah, yeah. Like, his his kicks were looking good. Like, he's got some good kicks. He didn't really throw him at any punches. But – and I like his demeanor. Like, I don't know if his demeanor is, like, I'm so comfortable – or is it like I don't even care? Like it's such a weird like I don't I don't know how to take him. Like is he taking it yeah. serious or is he just so calm that it's like it's not phasing him? It's very confusing. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you, and I think that's one of the things that makes him. You know, there's a lot of memes out there because of his whole demeanor. Yeah. It's, it's very uh, it's very. I mean, you don't none of his expressions or the way he carries himself makes you think this guy's a professional mixed martial arts fighter. 
But yeah. um, to talk about, uh, uh, I think I saw yesterday or today that he actually, the first punch he threw, he broke his hand. So, which is why he didn't throw a lot of punches. Yeah. Well, that's a game changer. Yeah. yeah. He, okay. He's kind of a throwback fight. He, he reminds me of like the Takoros and the Imanaris, the guys who fought in Japan who have, you know, 22 losses on their record, you know, but yeah. they're 46 and 22 or, you know, 38 and, you know, the Manoa, like the guys who just put on crazy performances, but they just, you get caught. You're, you're not the best striker in the world, but you know, he would, he, he would do fantastic. I think in Japan against some of those guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and hopefully he stays in the UFC and is successful, but it'll be interesting to see, see where, where he goes from here. Um, well, it'd be interesting in Japan because can't you do like, you can stomp on them on the ground, right? Yeah. But at the same time, that's somebody throwing their foot at you too. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You yeah, know, so he's reaching for a foot, you know, yeah. and, and and th- I think the fans appreciate the the roles, and I mean it's cool. The American fans are with you all all aboard as long as it's working. In yeah. Japan, there I, I feel like there there it's more there. There would be a lot of oohs and ahs in that arena as the stuff's going on. I think they'd appreciate the kind of the comical aspect almost of it. I mean, yeah, I there is agree. a there is you know what I mean. There's a little bit of showmanship to it that is not necessarily appreciated if you're looking at it just as a straight sport because it doesn't always end successful, you know? Yeah, yeah. So interesting. But um, Jennifer Maya picked up a big win over Jessica. I, that was kind of a big fight in the women's 125 pound division or early on the card. But uh, you know, Maya probably works her way back up towards Shevchenko. Yeah. That was another one. I think I got wrong. I, I'm not, I don't remember what my picks were when we did it last week, but um, um, Hey, the, uh, you think your soap would, would do Connor any good with his broken ankle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> if it works crazy. with broken bones, it'll be successful for a lot of UFC fighters over the last few months because it's been a violent, like, violent run. Yeah, I feel like you keep seeing the, those ankle breaks like that recently. Just after Anderson Silva, you keep seeing them like over and over. But, yeah, that was that was nasty. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, when I was watching it, um, there's a shot. There's a shot that uh, on I think ESPN shared it that when he's laying against the cage and he's holding his calf, and you just see his foot kind of kind of flop, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's it's just like the fact that he was still able to sit there against the the cage and rage the. Rage at Dustin Poirier the way that he was trash talking. I'm like, dude, like, like it's over. Like, just, just stop. You need, you need to go to the hospital. And I don't know what what your guys' take was on the. I mean, Rogan. He didn't interview Chris Weidman when Chris Weidman's leg broke. Like, I don't know why he uh, felt the need to interview. I guess because Connor was sitting there, you know, you know, foaming at the mouth. Yeah, that's probably why. All that trash talking and isn't it controversial right now that. Isn't there like part that they were saying that his how the guy how he got his his ankle broken the check wasn't really a check and then there's like a point at the ankle did y'all see that yeah yeah I've seen a lot of that it's almost like they're making it like the uh, like the 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 magic bullet from that killed Kennedy the one yeah. like the way they're investigating how he broke his his ankle I mean there's there's Robin Black's got a whole thing up where where he he uh where um. The, when he throws the front kick, because uh, uh, his coach John Cavanaugh did an interview with Laura Sanko, and there she was talking. To, he's told her that he thinks that the ankle broke when Connor threw like a, a front kick that was kind of like what it's supposed to be a teep, but it was more like a karate front kick, and it caught yeah. Dustin Poirier's elbow. 
And, you know, Dustin Poirier said he felt it when he checked the kick against his knee that uh, the, there's a point in the fight where he points at his foot and says, yeah. oh, that hurt. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's when Dustin Poirier thinks it happened. But, I mean, uh, and even Boss Rutten chimed in on his Instagram, did a whole video and said um, he feels that because they mentioned the injury that he received in training, uh, Boss thinks it's like, look, it could have started at training and then all the extra impact leading that happened in the fight just made it worse. And I was going to say, why can't yeah. all those be a factor? Yeah. He gets it on the elbow and then he gets checked, you know, and then he catches a little shin and then he lands a hard punch to the arm. I mean, all that's going to eat away at it. Obviously that's kind of what happened because it led to just him stepping mm-hmm. on it. And yeah. it goes, so there was, it was, I think it was a buildup. You know, I, I don't know how deep we want to get into this because I, Ed, Ed knows I'll go on a rant and I'll say some stuff I might regret here. But I, I think Conor McGregor has become an embarrassment, and I'm not afraid to say it. I think his actions and what he said and bringing in Poirier's wife and now bringing his kids yeah. into his tweets, uh, I, I think it, I, I'm interested to see how this plays out because I don't think that there was a lot of – casual fans sitting at home that could have appreciated that maybe they buy it because they like mcgregor but when you start bringing family and stuff into it he got let off the hook by his leg breaking he was going to get knocked out cold again and herb dean let him off the hook by not stopping the fight at the end of the first round i've never been a fan of stopping a fight with three seconds left in a round but if there was (laughs) if there was ever one that was going to be stopped if the roles reversed that fight stopped if yeah. Conor McGregor's beaten on Poirier like that, because nobody had an idea it was a broken leg at that point. Mm. He just sees Conor McGregor shelled up for the last 13, 14 seconds and took uns- nonstop blows. So not to mention it. So I don't know. I don't want to go too deep, but I just thought it was embarrassing. I thought Rogan interviewing him, I thought was foolish. They thought that they were going to get McGregor this some kind of, you know, and it's working, I guess. Social media and media is picking it up. But what he said there, you know, and now they got this behind the cameras things where he's threatening to kill him in his sleep. And I get it. Nobody, he's not going to break into his family's house and slaughter his family. I mean, we know that that's not the case, but you don't talk like that. No other sport. Like, I mean, when Tyson would do that, he'd talk about eating children and stuff. And we'd even go, (laughs) God, you know, this guy's got some mental issues. So maybe we need to start looking at it because I don't see this ending well for Conor McGregor. I said this a while back, even when he was on top of the world, like you you do the things he does, you get involved with the drugs that he's doing, all the pressure, everything else. I just don't, I I don't think it ends well. And I think that we're at a dangerous breaking point here. If he doesn't recover well from this injury, the best thing for him is going to be able to recover and fight again. If for some reason this injury causes him to never fight again, I don't think the next news we hear about Conor McGregor is going to be real good. Just my yeah. just my take. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, it's uh, it's it's one of those things where like there's there's gamesmanship or whatever, and then there's taking stuff too far. And even Dana White said in the post fight press conference that it's been it's been taken too far. So we'll leave it at that. I mean, what what, what ha- whatever happens, and we all know the UFC's the UFC's going to UFC no matter what they do, especially with all the money they make. I mean, one point eight million buys on the pay per view. That's what the number we're getting off of the the reports from, from UFC 264. So we'll leave that where it is, but, um, but Hey, mad props to Poirier. I mean, let's talk yeah. about that. I mean, well, talk what? about, yeah. I mean, Dave just talked about doing fundraisers and stuff like that. That's how you started the soap business. Yeah, That's one thing that too. Ex- exactly. And it's like, I actually have a draft saved that I'm, I'm going to submit to one of the outlets I write for because it, it just hasn't been talked about enough. All this negative stuff, it makes the news. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, he's building houses in Uganda with the money yeah, he made, he's at working UFC. with uh, Justin Wren. 
mm-hmm. uh, fight for the forgotten, uh, for the pygmy tribes in, in Africa. So, yeah, they build water wells, and now I think they bought a bunch of property. They're going to build ha- permanent housing and medical facilities for these for these uh, you know forgotten tribes in the in the jungles. So, uh, I mean, it's God's work, heavy coming from him. I'm just talking about. I mean, that's amazing. He's doing that, but mm-hmm. the MMA performance on his half. I mean, he's going in there. He's fighting Conor McGregor. He put on a. I mean. He took some shots, which you're going to – it seems like that's what you got to get through with McGregor is survive yeah. those first couple of shots. But other than that, it was pretty much a master class from that point. And I just wonder – we've seen the evolution of, of, of uh, Dustin Poirier, and, and uh, I, we might be looking at – I mean, somebody we're going to be talking about is like one of the best lightweights of all time. It's going to be hard for anybody to catch Khabib because his – undefeated record will always, it'll always be on the book and he's going to have wins over all these guys when the history books are written but uh i mean i don't know ed what you think but i i, I just can't believe how good he's gotten i no, mean, I, I believe it i believe it just because i mean i i i, I saw it for me it was when he got the when he fought the war against justin gaethje i was like okay this guy's evolving i mean never mind that he got his black belt not so long ago either but um i just think i just think it's uh uh and, and, and I mean, and, and Dave can speak to this because we both had to step away from training because of injuries and stuff for a little while. You know, like when you when you take time off and you come back, everyone else gets better, and you're you're right where you left off. And McGregor's taking way too much. You know, doing when you focus on boxing, you're not focusing on all the other arts that mix to make mixed martial arts. So I mean, it reminds me of um, I mean, uh, remember when Ken Shamrock went to go do pro wrestling? And then he came back to the lion's den and, and everybody was better than him. Like, like that's, I, yeah, no, exactly. That's, that's what's happened to, to McGregor. And, and I mean, this, he left the sport, but the sport evolved without him. And now he's trying to come back to where he left off and everyone's moved way past him. Yeah. I would agree hundred percent with what you just said. I was confused. I, he's, I, the thing that I found kind of entertaining was this coach coming out, Kavanaugh coming out saying that mm-hmm. they focus too much on kicks this time. They need to get back to focusing on boxing. And I feel like going. How about we focus on jujitsu and some wrestling here? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think your boxing's the problem. It's that anybody that's able to grab a hold of you and get you down to the mat controls you like you're a white belt to a yeah. black belt. I mean, mm. you know, he's only able to get up because he cheated. He grabbed the yeah. gloves is what led to the frustration of Poirier pulling away and allowing him up. So I, I just weird weird scenario here. I think he's just got to humble himself. And if this doesn't humble him, that's the thing that kind of frustrated me the most. If he had broke his leg and given props to Poirier and gone, you know what? I got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. It's time for me to really get back at it. I got to show that I'm this warrior spirited, you know, Irishman and yada, yada. It would have been like, okay, cool. We can get aboard this. We can cheer for him when he comes back. But I don't think, I mean, I'm not, I'm, he's next fight. I'm cheering for him to get KO'd. I mean, short of him fighting Greg Hardy, I don't know who I would root for, you know? So it's, it, it, it's just uh, it's just a fascinating thing where mm. I, I just I, – I think the fall from grace is crazy, and I just – I think he got built up to a point. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's one thing when you're a guy like Fedor who's kind of quiet, soft-spoken, and you go through this loss. You're going to get heat from the fans. But you when you start talking like he's talking and yeah. now with social media you open yourself up and he's gonna have to he's gonna have to prove that he's got a real strong yeah i don't know will's the right word or he's gonna have to have some thick skin here because it's gonna be ugly if if, yeah. if he's not yeah. able to was, i was reading about that a lot of people or fans are like he, he should start at the bottom now and work his way up you know he's not like like y'all are saying he's not at the top level right now because of yeah. everything else he was doing and they were like he needs what is he? He's Owen. 
He's three. one in three in his last four, and yeah. he's what and and yeah, and, and his only win at lightweight since 2016 is against Diaz. Eddie Alvarez. Diaz. Diaz. Yeah, the second. No, Diaz, no, uh, yeah. no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Seventy. Cowboy. Yeah. Cowboy. Yeah. Alvarez and then Cowboy is his only win. The yeah. Diaz fight was before that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's- I mean, you know what's funny is that one of the things that um that that uh I'm talking with Joe Lopez that that trains with me over at yeah. Brian's, um the, when he fought when he fought uh this uh, this past January is when he fought Cowboy, uh right yeah and yeah. and um so oh no when I'm sorry this past January was Poirier Poirier McGregor Poirier, won yeah, the first yeah. so when that happened me and Joe Lopez you know Joe Lopez I mean he he just got his black he got his black belt the day last when you were out here. Yeah. But um, <laughs> which is but uh, we were talking about uh out the fight afterwards, and it's funny that that thing happened to his ankle because um L- Lopez was saying um shout out to Joe Lopez because he's mad that I, that I gave Jeff Russo a shout out on this podcast and not him, but um he was saying that back in January after after the first fight um if he fights Gaethje, Gaethje's gonna gonna break him and. He he fought Poirier again and still got broken because you know we all know Justin Gaethje's all about leg kicks and stuff like that. So, which was a fight that I know was on the table a couple of times, and McGregor was you know avoiding for obvious reasons. It looks like Gaethje's so. a terrible matchup. I, yeah. I, if 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 that's his return fight, then he's got a death wish. His like, no. you know, yeah. that's 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 not good. I don't know. I, I think the only fight really for him at this point is Diaz. I yeah. think they need to get that trilogy out of the way. Um, money, and, and that's yeah. the money just fight. Just signed a fight today, right? With Robbie Rock. Nick, Nick Diaz, Nick yeah. Diaz, yeah. The older, uh, the older uh, one's returning. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just, we'll see how it goes. I just, I, I wonder if he's just going to head more towards boxing at this point. I wonder hey. if, you know, it would make more sense to me. And he can make money. He doesn't have to worry about kicks. He doesn't so, have to worry about takedowns. And, yeah. and there's plenty of boxers who would line up to fight him, even if he's not worthy of their yeah. presence in the yeah. ring with him. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what Jake Paul? That the, yeah, uh, Paul Pacquiao who, uh, who made the, the Josie the necklace that he made. And he, <laughs> yeah, he tweeted Poirier if he wanted it or not, and he's sending it to him now. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Want me to break the ankle or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thousand dollar necklace, right? Isn't it like really expensive? Hundred thousand. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Hundred. Pretty yeah, hilarious. And, you, and you're gonna break the ankle off of it. He's like, that's great. You want, it, you want me to break the ankle before I send it? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's so weird. But uh, hey, uh, Dave, listen. Uh, just so we so we make sure we get all the information for your product out there. I'm gonna I'll pop this up on the screen for folks that listen to the audio version of this. I got the artwork that he was talking about up on the screen here. Um, you, it looks like you already have the uh, the Fireman's Carry, the Power Clean Super Cream, and the Desert yeah, Life yeah, Soap yeah. coming soon. So I have all of that made. I'm just sort of using it. I've given it to a couple people I train with uh, just to get their intake and see if it's ready, ready to go. Plus, at the same time, I'm trying to figure out how to advertise. Like, do I just should I just put it all up at once, or should I do it one by one? It's sort of uh, it's sort of tough. Y'all, y'all started this, like, yeah. I, I don't know if I should do it one by one or just do it all, and then you know, so I'm sort of in that thinking I, right now. Well, I mean, you did the Ecto Cooler as a limited run, kind of your test run. I would say yeah. maybe just see what you can handle as far as what you can ship and stuff, 
when you know you can like put the time into shipping. Maybe the timing was bad with, with uh, you know, being on lockdown and being because obviously you were traveling all over again. I didn't even you said you were traveling for like three weeks, but I feel like I just saw you here. It seems like you're traveling well, for I was two, three months. Travel. I was New Jersey and New York, and I went to the West Coast. And yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> I, well, so, I just started healing up, so you know, I'm, I'm back training. I haven't, I haven't competed as a black belt, um, but I, I was on a brown belt for like eight months, but I did like the New York. Oh, IBJJF. I did Charlotte, Atlanta, and um, one more. I think maybe Charlotte again. I don't know. I did four IBJJF and it did pretty well as a brown belt there. And then I went against the guy who placed in the world as a as a brown belt back September, and I competed mm. in October, and then that's when I got my my black belt. And then COVID hit. You know, like yeah. I forgot wow. in. I don't know, February-ish or something like that. And the COVID, and I had my blackout just oh, wow. And then I'm everything ripped. And then now I'm like, all right, time to get back into training too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy because then you – so you got the black belt. COVID hits. You had to take off, and you then you're injured. So, so yeah, like, yeah, you I've had – I have black belt at all. I've had it for, like, a year and a half, I guess. But I feel like I've wow. had it for two months, you know. So <laughs> – yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, um, I, I mean, it makes me wonder because, like, I, I know I just did my, uh, my, my. I don't want to call it lay and pray, but I mean, I never really did well against you when we rolled anyway. But like, you know, I did my side, my annoying side mount defense against you when we were rolling, just because I was like, I don't know, because you always had your. I mean, I know you said Tony Passos, your your instructor, he does like a lot of kinesiology and all that stuff with the the way he teaches jujitsu. Yeah, and, he's so cool of how he understand the body mechanics of positions and stuff like that yeah yeah so i just i was just like i don't know what to do with this guy either i think i'm just gonna i just want to last the the five minutes or the six minutes or whatever we did <laughs> yeah, <right. That> <laughs> but um yeah man i mean so uh the uh the website is recovery blueprint.limitedrun.com yeah um for folks that want to check Facebook it out and Snapchat or not Snapchat, Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> so I've never, I don't have Instagram. I made this. So I'm sorry. Getting used to how to do all the social media stuff. So Facebook, I just want to write it down. Cause I, I'd like to plug it. Facebook, Instagram. And yeah, just those two. No Twitter for, for the old men like myself. <laughs> See, I didn't know if Twitter was in right now. I don't know if that's something to get involved in. I've heard Instagram where it's at. So. But I'm, then I don't really even know how to use Instagram as well. It's like Facebook. Yeah, me neither. Like MySpace. You know, I'm the band is. MySpace. You know, that was easy. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I miss MySpace. Yeah. I don't know. Got a couple of – I, I don't get any dates on social media. No, I used to I used to pick up girls all the time on MySpace. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't Facebook have a dating part now? Oh, they do, but I I mean, I'm so – I don't like Facebook. The only reason I keep it is actually not for nothing. It's to keep in touch with everybody from jiu-jitsu, and one of the outlets that I that I do combat sports coverage for insists on using Facebook groups for communication. But if it, if, if it wasn't for that, I, I, I'd have been deleted my account a long time ago. So what, you were on Instagram? I'm, a, I'm an old man. I'm on Twitter. Twitter's my big thing. Twitter. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I for the soap, though, probably Instagram. Instagram's yeah. probably the right one for the soap. Okay. Because you can, you can do pictures. It's a little bit more, yeah, I think more of the hip 
hip thing right, right now. Although I think that's even on the, it's now TikTok and all this other stuff, but don't even yeah. ask me about that. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I think Instagram yeah, so. probably is just as good as you'll, uh, as you'll want for your product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get the TikTok account. You're going to have to start dancing and, or something with the, with the bar yeah. soap in your hand. <laughs> you might with the met, the metal look or the, you know, uh, yeah, you might, you might be able to pull something off though. Uh, yeah. Not for nothing, Dave. When you told that story about the band, I feel like I did not know that about you. I feel like that's yeah. the first time we I heard it. We used to play a lot in, um, Bound Brug, New, uh, New Brunswick, New Brunswick was pretty big. Um, so, I mean, we play Asbury and yeah. Southern Jersey, Northern Jersey. But yeah, we always did. In the oh, wow. State, always like the Bronx and the city, Long Island, Poughkeepsie. But then, then we started touring full-time and got to go just everywhere. It was really cool. What was the name of the band? We were called The Miracle of You. We were on uh, it's a record label from New York called Hoppet Records. And then... Uh, we were gonna sign with a label called Rise Records. And I don't know, they had ties with the record label called Victory Records that we went up to Chicago and did some stuff with. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. So so um, the uh, the social handles, I know I gave out the, the, the website link, but the social handles are all just the recovery blueprint yeah, on Facebook and? And, okay. yeah, and Instagram, yeah. All right. I mean, that's it for me, man. I mean, I don't have any more questions. Um, if you want to, if there's anything else you want to plug, uh, Dave, just uh, go right ahead. The floor is yours. I, I don't even know, but this was awesome. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me. Um, I was listening to the, the podcast before about the MMA, all the MMA stuff they are covering, which is awesome. I feel like when I was at when we were training together. And mm-hmm. that's when Ricardo Romero is like just starting to get his name out there, with like the Ring of Combat and and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we were so in, I was at least I was I was so into the, into UFC and everything, just because he was always there and you're always yeah. like catching in. So it's good. Like I do love the the UFC fights, but sometimes there's so many new guys yeah. that you sort of lose track of. So it's awesome listening and getting back into to everything. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny you say that. You're talking about Ricardo and all them from back in the day. Did you know? Did you see that Mike On is in a uh, Duho Choice? He's cornered a couple of the Korean guys for, that yeah. came from Korea. Yeah, Mike, Mike ordered some stuff too. Oh, nice. He did. Yeah. So he <laughs> hit me up. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna get some stuff," which was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see him on. He's always traveling with with the UFC. He's like in Hawaii recently and. Yeah, and he went to uh, he was on Fight Island for one of those to help corner one of the guys. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy. He he's a monster too. He should be. A yeah. Monster. Yeah. Did you roll with him as like since he's been back and forth from there? No, not. <laughs> I think we were just white belts. Maybe back to, yeah. yeah, but uh, I rolled with him. I rolled with him uh, maybe in 2018, and he was fighting, and he came from Korea to visit. And he, but you know he was fighting over there over at Top FC I think or or yeah. his team his team was at Top FC and um I remember rolling with him and he didn't he didn't he didn't catch me with anything but similar to you because you know you guys are all competitive I'm not I'm just a broken down old grappler but but uh like he was literally every position he was in the whole time I rolled with him I was like if this was an MMA fight he'd be raining down punches and elbows on me right now so yeah I mean he's yeah, he's really yeah. good I, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. He had like endless cardio. I remember he would just sit there kicking pads all day. You just hear like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm sorry, Matt. I mean, you know, I, I don't get to see Dave. I, I saw no, Dave. Like, I'm just enjoying <laughs> listening. I, I appreciate the. Uh, I appreciate Dave's time, and and uh, you know, we didn't give you enough credit for for the whole starting this up to help the families that were in need and stuff during COVID. So, um, you know, although this might work out to be a financial gain for you in the long run, the fact that you started this up to, to help other people is, is a really good feather in your cap and, and then just shows that, uh, you know, shows a good heart. And, uh, you know, if anything, I recommend maybe figure out a soap you can do, get the kids to help make. I don't know how that would work, but you know, uh, I didn't know like the politics behind that either. Cause there's, uh cause they were like, why would you end this? Like, so many, like, why would you end this? And part of me wanted to do it, like, just keep going with it, but... I understand when the money starts rolling, and I'm just wondering if you could have, like, a... Yeah. You're talking about certain kinds of soap, so maybe you have one called the school schoolhouse, uh, gym, locker room, or yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah. heck, you know what I mean? <laughs> Something like that, but but anyways, uh, uh, thanks for your time. Fans uh, interested in the soap from a, a black belt in jiu-jitsu who knows uh, how important it is to, to keep the cuts and the wounds and the, and the skin clean, check out the yeah. Recovery Blueprint on Facebook and Instagram. Again, that that uh, that um, uh, <laughs> the, link? the link, thank you, Ed, <laughs> is uh, Recovery Blueprint dot limited run dot com yeah we got, uh, i got shirts and all these other shirts coming in and stuff too, yeah, that's sure. too. oh yeah you got one on. there you go ed's showing <laughs> off the shirts so. i gotta pick them up in pennsylvania they, they're already made i just gotta awesome. travel again and pick it up fans can check out the show always at all mma.com for our video podcast our audio podcast is available wherever most audio podcasts are available. Check out the uh, show on Twitter at combat hour, coast to coast combat hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram and old head carb on Twitch. Ed's not old enough to, to stop playing video games though. So he <laughs> helps us get our views through, through his video game stream. Uh, <laughs> that, that that actually came out of COVID too, by the way. So. <laughs> all right, well, thanks, thanks again for your time, David. It was a pleasure to meet you, and uh, best of luck with all Thank this you, goes, man. and 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 keep us updated on how it's going. And uh, anytime you want to come back on and plug a new product or anything, uh, feel free to reach out. Awesome, thanks, guys, so much. Awesome, Ooh. have a good night. I'll see you soon, and I'll come up to you. Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, Thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe... uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.